All right, welcome in to the Lake Show here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Happy holidays to everybody out there listening. I know that people are getting ready for Christmas and so much fun over the holiday season. I hope that uh, the show finds you well in this exact moment. I want to start today's show talking about something that I feel that we need to address or I want to address. And it, and it has to do with, you know, I feel like we should penalize more uh, when given the opportunity. And, and that's dealing with road rage. Everybody out there has had a moment on the roadways where you feel frustrated by the way that someone is driving. Something that you personally are having an issue with on the road or just flat out. Let's just say that you're having a bad day because everybody has bad days, but the same way that we say with life in general and not taking things out on others, it's not okay to be enraged in a vehicle to the point where you potentially are harming others. It's not acceptable now, and it never will be. And I feel that it is time that we come up with harsher penalties for those that involve themselves and display road rage. And I am not talking about situations where it leads to somebody being tragically killed. I'm talking about in general. I have really had enough with all of this. Some of you may have seen the story um, from Los Angeles that just happened um, a day or two ago. A four-year-old child, four years old, shot and killed in a road rage incident, and they've now arrested the two suspects. A four-year-old child traveling with his family in a vehicle. They're headed to go buy groceries. Young, young man is sitting in the back seat when another driver cut them off and then began following them. Right? Driver pulls up alongside their vehicle, starts shooting. My heart breaks for that family, for that kid that, was only four. There's there's no excuse for that type of behavior. And, and, and that's an extreme example. But I'm telling you, I'm talking about even just the people that are getting very aggressive on the roads. We are seeing more and more incidents that are flat out disturbing. And in my opinion, if you can't conduct yourself in a vehicle where we share the roads with others, then you don't deserve the right to drive. At the very least. And I know that that may seem harsh to some of you out there, but that's honestly what I believe. And I'll get your reaction here in a minute via the CCO text line, or if you'd like to call in at 651-461-9226. But I'm adamant about this. It's enough is enough. 
They're doing continued research on this. And I looked it up here just earlier this morning. Road rage shootings are continuing to surge. A report, because there was a survey done by the um, AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety, talking about how the spike in gun violence during the height of COVID pandemic subsided. But you know what's raging? Road rage, shooting deaths, and injuries continue to pile up. They state that roughly 8 in 10 drivers surveyed reported having at least one incident in the month before the survey. Well, I'll tell you this right now. I had one yesterday. So I'm going to tell you about somebody a little bit later in the show that meant a lot to me. One of my former teachers that passed away, Jack Walter Moskowitz. Yesterday, for the very first time in my life, I went to um, a Jewish funeral service in Richfield. And everybody knows if you left the house yesterday, it's pretty cold, right? And so as we leave the service and we make our way out to, um, and it was a very unique situation, right, service. Um, some people drove to the, the grave site. And then others walked. I was one of the ones that walked. Okay? Walked and had a conversation with some people. I'm walking back, and I'm talking to the uh, the rabbi. And he knew who I was. There were, you know, other people that were chatting me up a little bit. But he thanked me for being there. And I was like, there's no way. I, look, there was no way I was going to miss this, if possible. Right? I wanted to be here because Mr. Moskowitz meant that much to me. An amazing man. But as we're exiting and we get out to the the residential street right next to the cemetery, there were a couple of vehicles because there were elderly people that were there for the service. Um, there were a couple of cars that seemed like they were attempting to, um, and they were just kind of sitting there, kind of moving a little bit slow, that they were going to go back into the cemetery maybe to to pick others up. And as we're walking there, me and the rabbi, we're walking to our vehicles. There's this pickup truck behind everybody, and he's laying on it. He is laying on it. And and I'm looking, and I'm like, does this person not have a clue as to what's going on right now? Like, what are they upset about? And so I'm walking, and I'm in the, I'm in the street, and I'm walking, and I'm walking past the vehicles, and this guy in his red truck, just just laying on it, right? And and we meet, we make eye contact, and I kind of give him the just, you know, I'm like it's a funeral going on. I kind of do the hands down type of thing, right? Man, you should have seen the look he gave me. He 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 gave me the look like I don't give a, and that that that's fine. And maybe I shouldn't have made any gesture. Maybe I shouldn't have asked him to calm down because according to this report, the presence of a gun can turn such an encounter from an unpleasant few moments to a dangerous incident for drivers, their passengers. It sounds like more and more the presence of uh, guns and cars is increasing the road rage that we're seeing in this country. So eventually I get past, and he is just laying on it still. And then the, the, the vehicles there, I think they're starting to get a little bit scared. So they're trying to like move over and get out the way. And this guy just guns it like he's going to go zero to 100. Th- that's the type of behavior and the type of people that are problematic out here. 
We had what was this two years ago? The gentleman was riding with his son on Highway 100, and he was shot and killed. Oh, uh, 169. 169. 169. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's all of this stuff is unacceptable, and I don't know if you guys are with me or not. Jay, but Jay Bowden was the name. Was Jay Bowden is the name. Yes. It to me, we need to start punishing people, and we need to start dealing with this. And let me play a soundbite because this this soundbite doesn't have to do necessarily with um, road rage. Because you guys know that I've talked about and expressed my opinion and views on this Hussein Braveheart situation. Where he was involved in the killing of Stephen Markey. Which you guys know where I stand on that that case. Um, He's about to get released. I think it's way too soon. I don't think that justice realistically, has been served in this situation. But listen to this soundbite from Hennepin County Sheriff Dewana Witt. Because in this soundbite itself, you can hear her in her voice. She's essentially saying that that law enforcement, and on her end, she is, they're trying to do what they can, but they do need cooperation from everybody out there because I think that so many people are fed up. Um, first off, you know, I feel uh, very bad for the Murky family. Um, in my opinion, that's like being re-victimized. Yeah. Um, you know, accountability is a big thing. Uh, it affects us here um, as law enforcement leaders in many ways. You know, we know that uh, some of those decisions are, are um, affecting our, our ability to recruit people. Um, but this is what I have to say is that for those agencies that are here in Hennepin County and that are still doing the work, thank you. Good job. Because, you know, we cannot afford to run away from decisions that are being made by any of our other um, judicial and uh, law enforcement agencies. Right. Um, to include the county attorney's office. There is crime here. We need men and women, good men and women to uh, continue to be um, active and making sure we keep our communities safe. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I want to hear from you. I'm getting plenty of text messages into the CCO text line, but I'd love a phone call or two because I am over these people that think that they can push their rage, their upsetness, their bad days on all of us. We want to live the same way that they want to live. I am not here to be bullied. I'm not here to be intimidated. And I think that we need to do a little bit more. Your phone calls, your reaction next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. I've had enough of the road ragers, the people that want to take out their being upset at whatever the heck is going on, on everybody else. You don't own the roads. We share the roads. 651-461-9226. I'd like for there to be some stiffer punishment for people that just don't get it. And and, and let me get to a a couple of texts before we uh, take a phone call, and I'd love to take more at 651-461-9226, the CCO text line. You're absolutely right. They should be penalized for road rage. I was told in my younger years when I had driving problems, they told me your driver's license is a privilege and not a right. They should suspend their uh, should suspend their license 30 days for the first offense, 60 days for the second, and take it away 
on the third offense. I'm not opposed to that. This one from the uh, the 651. Hey, Henry, I'm a behind-the-wheel instructor for new young drivers. Oh, boy. (laughs) Even with well-marked student driver cars, we experience road rage almost every day. I would assume that that's the case. There's no question. We get flipped off, tailgated, cut us off, and some will blare their horns when behind us. It's very surreal that other drivers would show such fury to a new driver. Wow, that, that, that is embarrassing. Uh, this from the 763. I wholeheartedly agree the, past, uh, the aggressive nature of drivers nowadays has gotten to a breaking point. It wasn't all that long ago in Minneapolis. I worked. Um, I worked. It jumps. This one kind of jumps around. Uh, and was driving a hearse, very much working with the deceased person in the back, and someone actively tried to run me off the road. No clue what what? No clue what their problem was. It was absolutely crazy. Let's just say I no longer drive in Minneapolis. Uh, this from the text line, I drive for DoorDash a lot. The roads have become pure hell. There's so much rage out there. Hardly anyone drives near the speed limit or uses their turn signals. The worst lately is so many people drive around with their brights, blinding others on the road. All right, let's uh, let's take a phone call from Dave in Andover. How you doing, Dave? Well, I'm here. I'm still <laughs> here, so I guess I'm doing not too bad. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. Hey, listen, um, I really appreciate your show. I listen just by every night. Appreciate anyway, that. I'm 75 years old, so I've been driving a long time. I was a driving instructor for a couple of years. Mm, okay. I was a I was a I was a professional driver for 30 years and drove, you know, everything from dump trucks, semis, tanker trucks. So I've got a lot of experience. And um yeah, it it, it gets crazy out there. Now I'll tell you about a a couple of incidents. Uh one time of and this was when I, I was young. I don't know, I was probably, I don't know. 18, 19 years old, and a friend of mine and I were out, and um, we were on a, you know, just a two-lane, you know, road. Yep. Um, and there was a guy coming like right down the middle. I mean, I had to swerve and go off to the side of the road yep. to avoid being hit. And so I made a U-turn. I was hot. I mean, I, I was young at the time. I was probably, I don't know, 19 years old. And uh, we followed this guy. Uh, it was up by North St. Paul, you know, a pretty small town. So we went right down. He was going right down Main Street, followed him. And um, uh, I got his license, you know, number, license plate number. And I, I went right to the police station. You know, this was in the evening, and I I talked to an officer and told him I said I you know this is what happened. This guy you know almost I had to go off the road to avoid from being hit or or run off the road, and uh, I got his you know uh, license plate number, you know, and you know the officer says well you know there's nothing I can do, you know, mm. and. Um, I said, you know, I said, well, you got his license plate number. You can find a, you know, run it, find out his address. Probably a local guy. Go check him out. See if he's under the influence. What, you know, whatever. Yep. You know, and he, he he didn't do anything. Yep. Another another you know another thing. Uh, 
back in the old neighborhood where I grew up, I had a real good friend. He was a bit older than me, and uh, he was a construction worker. He was an iron worker, and he was a good-sized guy. And he, you know, and he was in you know, being an iron worker, he was in shape. You know, and this guy was nobody to tangle with, and he was built. And uh, he had kids, and he lived kitty corner from me. And, you know, we'd be hanging out, talking, you know, mm-hmm. in his driveway or something, you know, and cars would be coming by, you know, driving crazy. Well, he had a patio stone retaining wall, so he'd pick up, you know, a, a small chunk of stone, you know, and throw it at a car. Yep. You know, to give somebody, a, you know, a little heads up and say, hey, you know, you're acting like an idiot, you know, and... um you know, no one was going to stop and tangle with this guy. Yeah. You know? No, I hear you. But, yep. you know, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, but it is. It, you it, know? It, like, it, see, I was an instructor. I, I've it, seen it all. Yep. It's su- and and, and yeah. thanks for the phone call, Dave. It's super problematic. So, like, super problematic. The text line, uh, even more people weighing in. Road rage is horrible. Someone hit my car November the 14th on Highway 94. West, speeding white van, plowed me into a guardrail at 60 miles per hour and kept going. Not being caught. Could have been killed. Ron and Dayton. I drive the speed limit and tailgate it all the time. I made a bumper sticker. Forgive me for driving so close in front of you. <laughs> right? That's kind of a funny one. Uh, this one from the 952. I am also a door dasher. And it is amazing how many aggressive drivers there are out there. Not just people being angry and road ragers. You turn in front of somebody a half a block away and they feel like you cut them off and need to tailgate you. And nearly every light that turns red has one or two cars that have to go through it. If police were just set lights, they'd be able to bust hundreds of people a day for just going through red lights. I just think that it's 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 really I don't think that I'm stepping out of bounds by saying that if people are involved in clear and decisive decisive road rage incidents. And we definitively, we got them, whether it's on camera or whatever it is. I have no issue, no issue with us punishing them further than just the, 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 the whatever they have in terms of the citation that's going on right now. I'm dead serious. And, yeah. and I'll take it a step further. If that person has a, a weapon in their vehicle, like when we were talking about the, the, the uh, the survey that was done. Mm-hmm. Think about how scary that is. But that's part of the that's part of the problem too. There's so many people just around that are so angry at every little thing. And and that's the thing. Like people people are just perpetually angry nowadays. Like like everybody's running a little more hot. And it just it's just it's what society is at this point. Yesterday was unacceptable that I'm leaving, You're um, leaving a, a service, few, a service. for, my, for yeah. my teacher. And, you know, he's got family members. He's got other people there. And he's got elderly people that they're trying to, you know, go into the cemetery. And this guy's laying on his horn like he's lost his damn mind. Yeah, there's – it's not acceptable at any at any point. But especially when you see that it's a memorial service for somebody and it's at a funeral. It's completely disrespectful – to everybody around. It's, yeah. you know, what do they say? Read the room? Yeah. 651-461-9226. It's almost like, 
I'll give you another example, and this is just over the course of time, people just don't want to do things like maybe 40 or 50 or 30 or even 20 years ago. I'll tell you something else, and this is totally disrespectful. You ever been a part of, um, what do you call it when you're, um, you know how like when you're in line and you're going to a service or you're going or you're leaving a leaving a, a, a church service and you're going to the to the cemetery and you got a, and you got oh, it's a, a procession. Yeah, the procession. Right. Nowadays, we got people that don't even want to respect the procession. Seriously, that, that, and that to me, that makes me a certain way that you would be that disrespectful that you won't even respect the procession. Like w- what part of life is this? How acceptable is this? Can we get back to having some sort of respect for everybody out there? Like everybody wants to be respected, right? It's insane. Think about that. You're you're disrespecting a, a procession. People don't want to slow down and just. Oh. Well, as some people get so wrapped up in what they're doing and where they're going that they don't think about everybody else and and you know to, to have a firearm, like people feel like it's. There's no repercussion. No matter what happens, I'm always going to be able to protect myself because I've got this firearm so I can be as aggressive as I want to be. Yep. And and I'm not somebody I don't like interacting or engaging with these people at all. If somebody gets mad and they're flipping me off, just go ahead by your day, man. Just just do whatever you want to do. All right. We got a couple people that want to weigh in. I'll take your phone calls. Kent, I'll get to you first. Dave, I'll get to you second. Brief pause. Take a look at weather. Come back. You're on the Lake Show. We'll take a couple of more phone calls, and then we'll transition to some other things to talk about. <laughs> but to be clear, um, I'm somebody that looks at the world around us right now and everything that's happening. I want to penalize people for bad behavior. I'm not with this, we got to be more lenient, within reason. Every everything is, you know, it's it's a case by case situation. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be lenient with certain things, but I mean, some of this stuff and some of this behavior is just it's gotten way out of hand. Phone lines, Kent in Minnetonka. You have called the Lake Show. What's up, Kent? Hi. Yeah. Um, so I got just a comment, um, kind of a confession, I guess I would call it. So one day, maybe a couple of years ago, I was driving to work and I was getting tailgated. I mean, some of this girl was right on my, you know what? Yep. Down one, down one sixty nine, and I'm like, okay, you know. So I I let her past, and then I got right back on on her, you know, rear end, and and really aggressively tailgated her all the way to the exit. And onto the road that goes uh, towards our workplace. She eventually pulled over, and I drove past, and I, I looked over at her, and she looked at me with the really the fear of God in her face. It's like, oh my God! And I realized that she was a coworker of mine. <laughs> oh man! And, and I, I got to work, and I thought, oh, my God, you know, and I never did really run into her or talk to her or apologize, but I've always felt bad about that, that, man, I scared the crap out of this girl, and it turns out that she was a coworker of mine. I felt really bad about it, so wanted to get that off my chest and kind of confess to it, number one, but I felt like I was tricked.
triggered into doing that because I was getting aggressively tailgated by somebody that made me act that way. Mm-hmm. But that's what that's what I have to say about it. So, yep. Hey, hey, thanks for the phone call from Kent in Minnetonka. I love the fact that Kent owned some bad behavior because 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 you can tell that 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 he he owned up to being triggered. Yes, he got upset. He says, "I'm going to dish out." Some of the medicine that they're because they're riding my butt. I'm going to ride their and butt, I, and, and I think that's human nature. Which, which I think you could just tell from him thinking back to it. I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Um, even though he may have felt wronged in that instance, he understands. Look, that that's pr- going over the top. Like because to me, that's a little bit much. When, when you are doing it to that person, and then you get off on the same. I mean, I think a lot of people view that as going past the line because because now oh, when, because, when you return well, when it, you do it, it, well, do it, it to them it, it becomes intimidating when when you i mean you get off on the same exit there's a lot of people yeah. that look at it and they're like whoa this is going a little bit now maybe they clearly they, they worked at the same building so that made a whole lot of sense but but he owned up to it yeah i i love the fact that he he's like you know what yeah i was in the rock i feel bad like i can't from minnetonka mad mad props and respect to you Let's go to Dave in St. Michael. How you doing, Dave? Hey, guy. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. So my my uh, story just is a little bit the flip side of what you're talking about. Yep. So I'm in the left lane, 94 after. It's four lanes going west towards St. Michael. I got a guy. I'm in the left lane. I come behind him. I'm an eight-year grade, nine-year mind guy. Yep. You know, I'll do a 78, you know. And I come up behind a guy, and he's doing 70 exactly. Yep. Okay? I'm not a tailgater. I'm still not going to tailgate him. But I'm waiting to see if he moves over, given the time. I got a guy comes up behind me in the pickup truck. He gets right on my rear end. So I just I move over to the next lane. I even had to go over two lanes yep. to get by the, the, the guy that was doing exactly 70. So the guy that was behind me in the pickup truck, he goes behind the guy that's doing exactly 70, and he slows down. He passes them. He gets around them, and then he goes. Proceeds to do the slow down. To oh, just yep, yep. Point, I'm, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you yeah. in your place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? It was like he wasn't like, you know, he gonna hit him, you know. But he went around him and he slowed down. And I actually slowed down. I wanted to watch this play out. And the guy, they went slower and slower. They were doing, I swear to God, man, it was like 50 miles an hour mm. in the left lane, and that guy behind him would not move out of the left lane. Yeah. That, that just, so it, yep. you, you wonder why people want to play that game. You know, it, 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 people create world rage in situations. Yep. No, you're, you're 100% right. And thanks for the phone call from David St. Michael. To, to me, when you are in a situation like that, you're actually making – the road rage situation worse. Like, people have to understand, vehicles are deadly weapons or deadly uh, uh, devices that were operating, right? Like, and you could utilize it as a deadly weapon. Abs- yeah, if absolutely. You, if, if you, I mean, so, so these are not things to play with. These are not toys. Like, so don't think like, the, I know I get it that we get, we all get frustrated. We all can get triggered and get upset or whatever. But the retaliation part of it, 
That doesn't help anybody. I, I, I feel it, do, like, it doesn't. Yeah. I, I feel like you know sometimes I'm gonna get my lick back. Yeah, I mean that just. Yeah, I, I I do feel like sometimes there are people when they're driving erratically, mm-hmm. you know, tailgating, doing whatever, like when they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. I don't feel like all the time it's intentional. I feel like there are some individuals out there. Some people just don't know how to they damn ju- drive. They, they just don't know. They, <laughs> they just don't know some of the rules of the road. And I feel like, yeah, to, to go. You know ba- the difference, though. When you're in a car, you know the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you do know the difference. I mean, I mean, I, at least I do. I like if somebody's kind of like all on my all on my my tail. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel good. But what am I going to do? I'm not going to stop. Or, or if I'm in a lane and I can get over, I'll get over and let them pass. Yeah, you you want to try and alleviate that conflict and, and allow that person to go their way so it eliminates that stress from the situation. One more phone call. Let's go to Clark in St. Paul. How you doing, Clark? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I agree with the uh, having an enhancement for the road rage. Yep. I think that's an important thing. And uh, people are act crazy, but I do have to say, if I'm coming up behind you and you're in that passing lane, you got to get out of the way. Oh, you know, for sure. Like, that we, we've always <laughs> right. we've always been advocates for that. To, to me, I, I'm the type of person because to me, when you're in the left lane, and that's just a rules of the road thing, and, and that's just being courteous. I don't care if you're going 80. If somebody wants to go 90, get over, let them pass, and then get over if you want to go back. I, I'm not a, but I, I will say this. I don't know about how you drive, Clark, but I am not a sit-in-the-left-lane person. I utilize the left lane as the passing lane. I don't just sit there and just drive a normal speed limit. No. Four, right? So I, I think that's part of it. I've been driving in the left lane, and people are like, well, I'm going to make you go the speed I want you to go, and I won't move over, or I'm not going to speed up or get out of the way for whatever reason, you know. So that's sometimes where I'm like, all right, so what do I need to do to demonstrate my point or do I need to go around here? I don't I'm not a fan of tailgating and especially the road rage. Like you gotta get over yourself. We need to be nicer to each other Absolutely. across the board. Absolutely. Yeah, no, 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 you're 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 hundred percent correct. Thanks for the phone call, Clark. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take a break. But after the break, I have a public service announcement to all the women out there. And it involves being careful over the holiday season. We get to that next year on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Christopher Tubbs is a husband and a father. He has a daughter. I know you're going to feel a certain way about this, Chris, because I think that anybody out there, any father, parent of a daughter, is going to be. You're going to be protective of all your children. I mean, that just, we get that, right? doesn't matter what their gender is. But let's be honest here. In society, women are more vulnerable in society because of just us terrible guys out there. That it scares me. When I saw this headline, I was like, this ain't good. Minneapolis police, several women say they were drugged at Dinky Town Bar, one told police they began feeling ill after someone gave them a drink at Blarney Pub and Grill. So I know that some people say, well, hold on, these women were underage. That's, being underage is not necessarily the point of this, right? Because these uh, Minneapolis officers met two 18-year-old women 
at HCMC, where they said they had come from Blarney Pub and Grill near the University of Minnesota's East Bank campus, along with the third woman. They were experiencing similar symptoms of illness and alcohol-related issues, according to a police spokesman. Quote, only one of the females was able to speak with officers. She stated that she began feeling ill after consuming alcohol at a bar in Dinkytown and that she had consumed an alcoholic beverage given to her by another person. Let, let me say this right now. So I was, where was I at just recently over the weekend? I'm trying to think about where I was. Oh, so it's fight night. This past Saturday, I'm at the Armory, and I'm there for the Showtime Boxing. David Morrell Jr., champion. Oh, he gets the TKO. So after that, me and my buddy Musa, we're, we're going downtown to watch. Uh, I'm not going to name the establishment, but we're going to go to a place um, to watch UFC. Because I wanted to see Colby Covington get his butt kicked. And he got his butt kicked, right? Leon Edwards, the champ. The champ is here. So we're watching UFC. And this is something that has to change with, with, I think, bar culture. And I'm not trying to insinuate that something nefarious was happening. But guess what happened as we're sitting at our table? There's a guy that walks up to us that works there. And he has like five or six shots. It's, mm-hmm. it's asked, do we want a shot? We both declined. I think that that type of drinking culture has, I, I don't, I have a rule. I don't drink drinks that are given to me and I haven't seen it poured. Okay. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't do that because when I had my going away, when I was leaving the market to go to Kansas City, there was a big, we did the town, bunch of people, friends of mine, whatever. We kind of bar hopped. Okay. You know, started the yep. W. It was all downtown Minneapolis. There was one establishment, though. It was like the third stop. I felt like something was up. And I felt different after drinking there. Okay. And I was, are, are these places you had been before, too? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, so sure. you, sure, so sure, you kind of sure. knew the drinks then? You kind of yeah, knew yeah. how you'd feel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It just, I, I felt way off. And the young lady that was with me, sh- she's kind of, she, she's more of a drinker than me. Yeah. And so it didn't really hit her right away, but, but it was just like the same thing. And so then we finally make our way down to Sneaky Pete's. And she's like trying to force some uh, some some whiskey down me, right? And I'm like, I'm like, I can't drink no more. I can't drink no more. I got to get out of here, yeah. right? So we leave. Man, listen, the next day, I I said, do you remember? And she was like, I don't remember. I So my whole point is, and I didn't feel great. And you know, like when you feel off and different. Yeah. That's a scary place to be where people will, what's the term? They roofie you or whatever, or they, they put stuff in your Yeah, brain. yeah, roofie. Women are so, because back in the day, remember it used to be like, hey, I want to buy her a cocktail or I want to buy her a drink. And then, you know, 20 years ago. There was you know, no big deal. It's th- like, hey, you can buy me no a drink. Di- yeah, yeah. Th- this is, dude, it's so insane what happens out there, especially in the college scene. Mm-hmm. And I I would say to all the women out there, not not just young women, but just all 
be extremely careful here over the holiday season. You should be careful anytime, but I don't do the whole accepting drinks and I ain't seen it poured. Yeah, you know, the the whole, you know, having a worker there, you know, the Smirnoff girls or, you know, whatever, like – that, yeah, I, I understand. That like now. I never, I never had a problem with that back in the day. It's a different time. It, it, it is. It's, yeah. it's a different time. I think the last time I was really like bar hopping was maybe the mid two thousands. I mean, I've been out of that scene for a long, long time. And See, I haven't been out of it for a long, long time. And I think it's, I think it's all relative though. Like when you say you've been out of it for a long time, what do you mean? I, I mean, the last time I really went bar hopping was maybe. Uh, again, before my daughter was born, she was born in 2010. I mean, we'd maybe go out with friends in 2007, 2008. I mean, yeah. really. I'm going to tell you the, the last time that I was in a situation. I like, sound like an old fuddy-duddy here. The bar scene. It, 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 but, but this is the thing. When you're working this job. Yeah. Like in Kansas City, we did remotes all the time. Well, yeah, and, and that's, I mean, that's different, though, because it's I know. right there. I know. it's it, no, no, That's what I'm saying, but you're right there, and once you get off the airwaves, this is like, you know, hey. Kick back a couple of cocktails exactly. and, and hang out with your boys, yeah. But I, I think that it is really scary. Uh, like, when you hear that story, yeah, how it, does that make you feel? It, it makes me concerned because th- there are so many more chemicals and so many more drugs out there now. What does somebody... Put fentanyl uh, in in your. I mean, yeah, you you, you don't you, you don't know, and I don't blame anybody for not wanting to take a drink that they didn't see poured themselves. I have no problem with that. I mm-hmm. think that's the smart thing to do. And at the end of the day, yeah, we just we have to be smart about it, and it it scares me. The police report describes the incident as a suspected adulteration. The law in Minnesota against intentionally adding a substance to someone's food or drink that has the capacity to cause illness or death. Trust your gut. Yeah, be careful out there. All right, coming up next, the red-hot Minnesota Timberwolves, Jace Frederick from the Pioneer Press. Does he think they can sustain this? We'll talk to him next.